Women Taking the Lead, episode 178. Actually, just keep doing what you're doing. If I knew then what I know now, everything that happens in our lives is going to make you stronger. So I, I guess I would just tell myself to keep going and stay on the path that you're on. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Every child wants to be the hero of their own story. At JulesCustomBooks.com, your child plays the central role in every book, bringing joy and delight when they hear their name and those of their family and friends. Visit JulesCustomBooks.com to make your child the star of the show. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Robin Bates, who is a new small business owner as of June of this year and a sponsor for Women Taking the Lead. She creates unique children's books where your precious little one is the star of the story. Prior to starting Jules Custom Books, she took a four-year hiatus from her 25-plus year career as a preschool teacher. She and her husband, Mark, currently have three children, and they were her main motivation starting Jules Custom Books. The love of reading is a gift they wish to instill not only to their children, but to as many other kids as possible. Robin, that is just a little overview for everyone to give them an idea of who you are. But, you know, tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Well, first of all, thank you for having us on your show today. Um, Humble beginnings. Um, Well, I'll just go a little bit about my family. Um, I am two of seven children. And there are, um, at this point, 14 grandchildren in the family. Um, I had a dream as a child that I was teaching. And so from that point on, I wanted to be a teacher. And I finally realized that in my mid-20s, <laughs> became a preschool teacher. And it's really funny how some people will say, oh, you're just a babysitter. And I'm like, come do my job for a day. And then we'll talk, you know, (laughs) when you have 12, two year olds or three year olds crying for their mommies all at the same time, all you can do is get on the floor and say, I want my mommy too. Um, And that was, that was actually my first day of working. And one of the little ones that was crying the hardest stopped crying, walked over to me and said, it's okay, your mommy will be here soon. Um, So from that point on, we had this bond. Um, I, from like I said, 25 plus years of of teaching preschool. Um, I'm used to talking to children more than I am to adults. Um, And I just love that aha moment in a child that when they finally figure out how to do something, when they say, I can't, and you say, go try one more time. And that when their eyes light up because they've actually figured something out. And for me, um, that's just just a precious thing that you get to see as a teacher of of, um, young children. And I had teachers in my life that helped me reach my aha moments. They wouldn't tell me how to do something. They would say, let's work it out. Um, My mother was that type of a mother as well. She never, I shouldn't say never, she rarely said, gave us an answer. She said, what do you think? Um, 
so, and she was, she was the best teacher in my life was my mother. We lost her a couple of years ago. Um, but it was a, it was a peaceful thing because she had taught, instilled in me everything that she needed to. Um, I, I miss her greatly, but I have so many lessons in my head from her that when they come across my path, those, those issues or lessons in life, I can remember back and know how to, um, to deal with it. A lot of that is based on our faith. Um, my father's a minister, has been before I was born. Um, so a lot of our early life was based upon that faith in God. So, um, yeah, that's where pretty much Mark and I got married 15 years ago, moved from Southern California to Maine because he got a job up here. Um, I taught for a brief time here. I was asking a friend about, um, we're talking to a friend, excuse me, about adopting. And she said, in Maine, if you really want to, the best thing to do is to start off as a foster parent. I mean, we had the room in our house. And so we did that. And that's how we got our three beautiful children. Mm, that is amazing, Robin. Yeah. And, you know, you certainly have come a long way from that first day starting as a preschool teacher on the floor wanting your mommy, a little bit of chaos going on all around you to bonding with your class. And I can only imagine that every year since then gained more confidence in um, your ability to, you know, work with children and help them learn and find their own aha moments. And even to then starting your own business um, and creating Jules Custom Books, which I know is a fantastic company. I wouldn't have you as a sponsor if I didn't believe in what you were doing. And I've touched your product and, and played with it. They're good. They're, I'm not going to say it out loud because some of my family, you know, listens to the podcast, but there are going to be some children in my family that are going to be getting your books for Christmas. Uh, I know. It's so great. But if you could... Take us, I always like to like level the playing field at this point, you know, because like, you you know, I, I bring guests on who are like doing really well and feeling really confident about the work that they're doing. But I always like to bring it back to the those relatable moments, those playing small moments, because we all have them. Um, if you could tell us about a time in your life when you may have undervalued yourself or not realized how capable you were, share that story and the lessons you've learned. Oh, um, well, as a, I hate to say it this way, but as a woman, we tend to be, oh, that's a good job for you being a, a, a glorified babysitter. Mm. Um, and at first accepting that mentality from, from people that were not involved or who didn't have children. Um, and it, it began to anger me after a while, um, because they didn't have, a clue as to what went on in the day. They oh, you're just playing with children all day, but children learn when they're playing. Um, so for me, it was one of those moments where I realized, no, what I'm doing is very important. It's not, I'm not just babysitting. I'm working with these children on a daily basis to get that, get them to that aha moment instead of them saying, I can't do it to, I can so for me, it was, it was coming out of that realization that I wasn't a glorified babysitter. I'm a teacher. 
And mm-hmm. so that was my, I, it was, I, I've seen this, the, the saying now, my superpower is a teacher. What's yours? <laughs> you know? So for me, that's what I came to that moment where it's like, ah, I do have a superpower. I'm a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a big deal. You know, and I think there's a lot of things in our lives we we downplay its its importance and the value that it brings to other to ourselves, our families, and to other people. And how do you apply this lesson in, in your life right now? I hmm, with my children, I they'll especially our older one will tell me I can't do something. Like I can't put on my socks, I can't put on my shoes. And I know that he can. He just wants to watch TV or do something else instead. And I'll say, you can do it. And I want to see. And the, or I turn it back on him and say, oh, no, you can't do that. And when I tell him he can't, he's all over it and begins to do it himself. So that's, I, I like to see, and even in the youngest one who will be two next month, she says all the time, I do it, I do it, I do it. She doesn't say I can't. And she gets actually upset with me if I try to help her with, you know, stuff. Um, So, yeah, it's that using that and knowing that what my children are capable of and not pushing them, but encouraging them to do it. I love that. And now, Robin, if you could share with us uh, another time in your journey, one in which you had an aha moment, a wake up call. We, we call them a lot of things like light bulb moments, you know, above those are like those flash instances. But then for some of us, and I know this has happened to me many times, the universe had to send me message after message <laughs> before I finally got it and took action. If you could tell us about a wake up call you had gotten and then the steps you took after that, that led to your success. Well, this goes back to my preschool or kindergarten days. Um, the book by Ezra Keats, A Snowy Day. I remember the day the teacher held up the book and there was a black child on the front of that book. And I was like, hey, that child looks like me. And it was a, a moment in my life where I realized how important everybody is and that I could be a part of that. So when my husband found uh, the business for custom books and I was reading over their literature about what they really do, I thought back to that moment, how important I felt, and I wasn't even mentioned in this book, that how important it would be and special for a child to know that the books aren't just about Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty, but they can become the star of a story. So that was my aha moment as far as, yes, we can do this business because I realized how important, I know how I've always known as a teacher how important reading is for a child, but to put them in the story where they feel that important, I'm, I'm, I'm in that book that Uh, realization that they were important. So for me, it was back in kindergarten, preschool age, where that began. But it was brought back to me when my husband found the company. 
Mm. And so in, in your, the aha moment connecting a time in your life when you saw a character in a story that looked like you. And for those who aren't aware, Jules Custom Books, the customization is the child's name is used as the main character in the story. So if I were, you know, anywhere from like two to 10 years old, you know, someone could buy me a book and the book, the main character in the book, their name would be Jody. Correct. Yeah. And that's really powerful because kids love seeing themselves mm -hmm. in the story. They connect with it so powerfully. And then their desire to learn how to read goes up. Correct. Exponentially, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> like, that's me. That's me. Exactly. You know, I love the product and I to and I totally believe in it as well, Robin. When I when I heard what you guys were doing, I was just like, that is fantastic. <laughs> that is amazing. Um and also what I want everyone to get is there is no one way to lead. You know, <laughs> you know, you have a different background than a, a lot of people having worked with kids. And so I'm sure your leadership style, partly with your your personality, your life experience, and adapting to you know, your audience, mm -hmm. you know, and at that time was children, you've developed a different leadership style than some other people. But that's great, because it, it's great to have a diverse um, styles all around us, because then we can complement each other. So Robin, how would you describe your leadership style? I believe in mentoring um, others as um, instead of trying to make them do things a certain way. Um, I tend to ask a lot of questions, how would you do this? or um, ask them questions before I give them advice is my key thing because I want to know exactly what you what that person's looking for from me or what they're looking to do. Um, if, if I say, if someone says, well, I'm thinking about starting a business, my first question is, what do you like to do? Because the last thing you want is to get a job or start a business where you don't like what you're doing. Um, then it's, so how, what skills do you have to accomplish this? So it's more of a mentor relationship versus mm -hmm. a, I'm the leader and this is how you're going to do things. Right. This is how I did my business. This is how you should do yours. Right. I, I don't want, because what, how I do things could be the person that's asking me could be a totally different personality and that doesn't work for them. Mm -hmm. So get to know your product, um, know who your market is. Um, and that's through brainstorming. Who's going to, who's going to be the best person for you to do business with versus, Oh, I'll just do it with anybody. Um, <laughs> that's not necessarily going to work. So mm -hmm. yeah. Asking questions, getting, to, having a conversation with a person versus, Oh, this is what I do. And this is what you should do. Yeah, that theme, that core value of customization. Exactly, exactly. Is there again? I I love that. Um, and you know, I I remember being in a leadership training course where they said, rarely is the goal itself a source of conflict. It's how to achieve the goal is where a lot of people start bickering, right? <laughs> <laughs> And, and fighting. So as long as you know that like, okay, we all have the same goal. We all want to get there. Is it really important ultimately how we get there exactly. as long as we 
get there. And we do it ethically, obviously. Of course. Um, <laughs> of course. Like with it, that almost goes without saying, but all of a sudden I was like, I should say that because I don't want anyone to get the wrong impression right, that I'm endorsing I, anything. Right, I, do, I don't believe yeah. on stepping on people to get where you need to get to. I don't think that's the necessary path in life that I have to take all your business away from you in order for me to succeed. I need, if this is the niche that you have, two people could do the same business completely different instead of trying to bicker with one another or take business from one another, have integrity in what you do. Um, and most customers or pe people, I'm the, I'm the type of person that I will watch how someone does business. And if I don't, don't like their ethics, they might have a great product. I might not buy that product from them because of the way they handle their customers. And Robin, what's one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one thing that I would like to really start doing, the books that we do produce are already um, done. We just plug in the information. But there's a couple of stories from my childhood that I think would make a great story. Um, so right now what I'm looking at, also another that would make a, I believe that would make a great story. But from my background, I can't remember, I can't tell you how many times children would say, parents would say to their children, so what'd you do today? And the kids would say, I don't know. Um, so one of the themes that I'm looking for to start doing is a book called My Day at Preschool mm -hmm. and take a typical day of how, what they do throughout the day. There's morning circle, there's, um, they have snack, they do arts and crafts. They have a story. Um, so I'm hoping to get in the next within the next year a couple of books that we've actually written that can be customized. So that's 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 my dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm just what's running through my head are my teenage nieces and nephews. If you could develop a book that would help them. <laughs> articulate, you know, what they do throughout their day. And I know teenagers, that's, that's a whole nother can of worm. And I, I, I have been developing my style of like how to talk to them so that they open up. Um, <laughs> but yes, that would be fabulous if ever you get there someday. <laughs> it's formulating. <laughs> yes. And Robin, on the flip side of things, what is the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with currently? Um, that's a good question. Just getting the word out there who we are, because we are, you know, a smaller, a new business. Um, the, I mean, we're getting the word out there. Um, but yeah, pretty much it's just getting the, getting ourselves out there and getting our product out there. Um, and I think everybody's even businesses that have been out for a while still kind of struggle with new you have your repeat customers, but getting new customers. Yes. Yes. Marketing can feel very murky. <laughs> <laughs> what to do and when. Right. 
And Robin, tell us about the people that you have around you that makes it possible for you to, you know, achieve the current level of success you're having and then continue to grow it. Because I think sometimes when I bring women on, they've got got their business and their things are going great. You know, sometimes um, the women who are listening are like, how are they doing all that? How did they how did they transition, you know, to starting their own business, especially with you have three small children, too. How is it that you've started a business, you know, with all this responsibility? So if you could give us give us an overview of the support system you have in place. Well, for me, my my husband is not only my partner in our relationship, but he's our my partner in our business. Um, so I have him. He also can put book together. He can, you know, watch the children while I'm trying to put books together. Um, he's out in various networking venues helping in that aspect as well. Also, uh, our niece, Larisha, Larissa Mosley, is um, is a part of us as well. She's helping. She can help put, you know, books together. She's also networking for me as well. Um, so, um, and then, of course, all the networking groups that I belong to as well, Um there's just various people there that are, um, that have my back in a sense. <laughs> yes. And I know you belong to a BNI chapter as well. I talk often about BNI on women taking the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for people who aren't familiar with BNI, if you know, it's all about, you know, forming and, and growing long-term sustainable relationships. Correct. You know, so you get to a point where you almost feel like your BNI chapter is like family. Yes. You know, and they want to help you succeed and you want everyone in your chapter to succeed as well. In fact, we call them chapters, but they're really, you know, another term for it is our success team. Right. You know, you become a part of a success team where, you know, just like you said, like they have your back and that becomes a big part of your support system, not just in your business. I know, um, my BNI members have helped me out in, in personal situations right. as well. And that's very helpful. And what's, what, um, you know, kind of breaks my heart sometimes is when I hear people say they're, they're intimidated by networking, you know, or joining such an organization is just feels like too much and so much responsibility, but I'm like, Oh my God, the benefits on the other side are so much more than the intimidation or the commitment. Right. And I think that, um, also depends on your personality type. I'm more of an introvert. So the initial uh, first couple of meetings, I tend to kind of, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And I sit in, a, you know, I come and I sit in the same spot and I don't really network and talk to people other than, you know, your one minute speech about what you do. Um, but when you start having those one-on-ones with those people, with the people in your group, um, or start doing business or helping out when you've got your ear open up and someone says, well, I'm looking to buy a house. And you say, I know a realtor. That's what pops up in your head because you have that relationship with someone in your B&I. Mm-hmm. Um, so you become their support team as well as the other way around. They're looking to help me as much as I'm looking to help them. Yeah, so I, I really do love that aspect of it. Yeah, the the giver, the you know, and the philosophy of being I is givers gain. Exactly. You know, the more you give, the more it comes back to you, and you don't have to worry about the getting. It all takes care of itself. Yes, it does. Love it. Uh, all right, Robin. Now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Oh, um, practice. Well, I I believe really in my heart that my relationship with God has a lot to do with. Um, 
my leadership style and practices. I want, I created a book for someone recently and I spelled the city wrong. Um, and she says she was ordering another book and she goes, it's okay. And I said, no, 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 no. My name is on that. Um, so I had her bring it back to me. So my, my issues or, or thoughts on leadership is treat people the way you want to be treated and go that extra mile for that person. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Ooh, I'm, mm, that's a good question. And, um, <laughs> for me, it's the Bible. So I, you know, yeah. I, I would be the way I would, you know, like I said, that's my, 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 my take on it, um, mm-hmm. is, is the Bible. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to, I, come in here and say, because sometimes when I have a guest on, they'll start with, well, it's not a business book or it's not a leadership book. And this is the thing, developing yourself as a leader has a lot to do with personal development. Exactly. You know, so, you know, helping somebody develop their leadership style, you know, might be a book on, you know, how to organize your finances. Right. (laughs) Like like if you get that under control, you'll actually be able to bring more of yourself forth as a leader. So, you know, when I ask this question, I want to hear like, you know, for you, Robin, what would you recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? And boom, that's was right there for you. So thank you. And Robin, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, actually just keep doing what you're doing. Um, it's, if I knew then what I know now, I don't know if I would necessarily tell myself that other than to keep doing, because everything that, everything that happens in our lives is going to make you stronger. Um, so I, I guess I would just tell myself to keep going and, and stay on the path that you're on. And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Huh? Well, for me, I, my father uh, is a pastor and minister. And one of, he has this acronym that is fear is false evidence appearing real. And I keep that in my head all the time. So if I start to fear failure, it's false evidence appearing real. I love that. And lastly, Robin, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? Um, well, there's a couple of ways. Um, you can reach for emails. It's um, Robin at JulesCustomBooks.com. I also have a Facebook page, um, which is at Facebook.com backslash JulesCustomBooks. Our website is www.JulesCustomBooks.com, and that's J-E-W-E-L-S-C-U. S T O M B O O K S dot com. That's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> um, and if someone needs to reach me, um, I do have a, my, a phone number, which is area code 207 221 6973. I love it. And don't worry about the mouthful. And for those of you listening, I know sometimes you're on the go and like the idea of having to stop and write something down might cause an accident or some <laughs> calamity, right? So, 
So you know you can find all of the resources, all of the links to the websites that Robin shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. And if you put Robin in the search bar, her show notes page that goes along with this episode will come right up. You'll find all the resources in there. And Robin, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me again. Um, It was a pleasure to to have some time to talk to you and your listeners. And again, thank you. Your website tells a story about your business. At Zebra Love Web Solutions, Millie and her team are going to make sure your website tells the story you want your customers to hear. Connect with Millie at zebralovewebsolutions.com to create the impression Are you, you ready to make. take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me and here's to your success.